It is Tuesday, April 4th, and this is your Morning Mud. This episode is brought to you by Mudwater. Mudwater is a coffee alternative, as well as the most aptly named sponsor for this show ever, with one-seventh of the caffeine as a regular cup of coffee. It's made with masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. And I know what you're thinking, Matt. You are somebody who loves caffeine. Why would you be hawking for a company that is advertising less caffeine? And that's because it worked. It's true. I love caffeine. I used to drink two energy drinks a day, and now I might have one a week. All thanks to Mudwater. If you or someone you love might want to make the switch to Mudwater, all you have to do is head on over to muddiedwatersoffreedom.com slash mud to make the switch today. Good morning, everyone. I am Matt Wright, Editor-in-Chief of Muddied Waters Media. Hope you are having a fantastic Tuesday. Let's get into the news. Uh, yesterday, a report came out from NBC stating that the Chinese spy balloon that passed over America back in January that caused some of the greatest memes and a while to circulate the internet um, that was eventually shot down once it traversed all of America and ended up uh, getting shot down over the Atlantic uh, was actually gathering intelligence from sensitive U.S. military sites despite the U.S. efforts to block it. Now, if you remember, when this was happening, they didn't want to shoot it down because they were afraid of, you know, they wouldn't be able to stop uh, any casualties from happening if uh, if it landed because it was about the size of two school buses. Because as we all know from the Internet, America will do anything to not use the metric system. Um, <clears throat> but it... Uh, so we know that it traversed. We know that we shot it down. And when it got shot down, the Chinese the Chinese government said that was a private balloon. That was a private balloon. We had nothing to do with it. We had nothing to do with it. And then when we shot it, when America shot it down, the Chinese said, uh, this is an act of aggression and you are only ramping up uh, the aggression between our two nations by shooting down this balloon that is a private balloon. Um we knew at the time, everybody knew at the time that it was a, that it was a spy balloon and it was there in order to gather data. What we have come to find out from uh, two officials, uh, two officials, two current officials and one former official in the intelligence community uh, was that it was able to gather U.S. intelligence from several sensitive American military sites uh, even though we had been trying to block it. Um, China was actually able to, so I guess, it, I don't know how it was being controlled, but it was basically a drone and somebody was sitting there in their cubicle, uh, in their cubicle in their 40,000 person office building with a joystick just sending this thing across the United States 
Um, and it was controlling it so it can make multiple passes over some of the bases at times flying in the figure eight formations. And it was transmitting the information it collected back to Beijing in real time. Uh, the intelligence that was collected, according to the officials, is was mostly from electron was mostly from electronic signals which can be picked up from our weapon system or include communications from base personnel rather than images which this is what uh, i believe when alex snicker was on the program one of the times this is what we kind of said we figured it was uh and we figured that what was what was going out and what was being disseminated to the uh, Chinese government was basically what radio frequencies we were running things on, things along that nature. And that's what it kind of sounds like what it was. Um, the three officials said China could have gathered much more intelligence from sensitive sites, if not for the administration's efforts to move around potential targets and obscure the balloon's ability to pick up their electronic signals by stopping them from broadcasting or emitting signals. So essentially they're saying, yeah, they gathered a lot of information, but if it wasn't for the Biden administration, they would have gotten so much more. Although one could easily argue if it wasn't for the Biden administration, they wouldn't have gotten much of any because it would have been shot down the moment that it was realized that it was realized in the sky. Um, the D defense department, uh, uh, the Defense Department directed NBC News to comments that were made in February. The, the balloon had limited additive value for intelligence collection uh, by the Chinese government over, over and above what China is likely able to collect through things like satellites in low Earth orbit. Uh, but on Monday, a Defense Department spokesman reiterated that any intelligence collected had limited added value. But what they were saying, and so they're they're still saying that it had limited added value, limited added value. However, they were saying that it, we didn't even know if it was a Chinese spy balloon. We 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 don't know if it's actually going to be able to pick up anything or if it's just there to take pictures of things. But the entire time it was collecting data, and when you have a blunder of this magnitude on your administration, you need to you no longer have the uh what would be the right word you can't say oh don't worry it wasn't much data you you don't have that luxury anymore w once it comes out that data was taken after you said well we don't want to shoot it down and we don't think it's going to take any data or it won't take much data the moment you hear data is taken you can't say yeah but it wasn't much because the government's version of not much is going to be a different version than anybody else not in the government. Um, China, like I, we said, uh, had repeatedly said the balloon was an unmanned civilian airship that accidentally strayed off course and the U.S. overreacted by shooting it down. Um, and they had not said which official, which company, department, or organization the belong, balloon belonged to. But what we do know is that it was being manned and that it was being monitored and that information was being sent back. Um, this is going to end up being a very negative 
uh, thing for Joe Biden. This is going to be an issue that is going to plague him in 2024 because people are going to constantly remind him that he, as the commander in chief, as the president of the United States, allowed a Chinese spy balloon to traverse the entire nation and to for which he said, yeah, we're, we can't shoot it down. We got a plan, but we're going to let it go all the way across, all the way across. And once it gets over the ocean, then we're going to shoot it down. And people are going to remind him of that because they're going to attempt to paint Joe Biden as this very strong, enigmatic uh, pr uh, president, you know, somebody not to be messed with, not to be fooled with. And this is going to constantly come up as one of the reasons why he is not that. They can continue to say, yes, Joe Biden's a strong president and look how great he is on uh, foreign policy and blah, blah, blah. And they're just going to push Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. But they're going to ignore everything else that's going on in the fact that many of the decisions being made by the Biden administration has bolstered the militaries in different parts of the world. And I'm not going to say that like we're right there on the edge of World War III, but a lot of the decisions that have been made by the Biden administration have gotten us where we are now, where World War III, it's not a definite. It, it's a possibility, but I mean, it's always a possibility. So keep on the lookout for that. Uh, there's more to come. Uh, we will be right back after these commercials. And if you see a balloon in the sky, shoot it down. Welcome back from the break. Thank you all for sticking with me. Let's get into it. Um, they say that politics makes strange bedfellows and never before has there ever been a time in which this is more true because there has never been a time since these two people were in Congress that I would have ever pictured them to be on the same side of an issue. But Marjorie Taylor Greene and Rashida Tlaib are both calling for Julian Assange to be freed. You talk about the most wild out there, unbelievable pairing of uh, ideals ever. But that is, that is where we are. Um, on April 1st, so I guess this could have been a joke that Rashida Tlaib was playing. Um, she uh, urged her fellow House members to demand uh, Department of Justice drop charges against Julian Assange. Um, she, uh, Rashida Tlaib, uh, wrote a letter, uh, wrote a letter, and it is getting signatures on it and is going to be delivering it to the Department of Justice. Uh, the letter which was obtained by The Intercept, is currently circulating among, among members as they are urged to sign it and has not been sent to Attorney General Merrick Garland. Um, but, but the letter reads, I know many of us are having strong feelings about Mr. Assange, but what we think of him and his actions is really besides the point here. The fact of the matter is that in the... Is that... It, the... <laughs> The fact of the matter is that the in which Mr. Assange is being prosecuted under the notoriously 
Undemocratic Espionage Act seriously undermines freedom of the press and the First Amendment. Now, I don't agree with Rashida Tlaib a lot, but I agree with her here. What Julian Assange did was literal journalism. Right now, you're seeing uh, all across America, you're seeing about the Washington, uh, the Wall Street Journal reporter who was recently taken, kidnapped, arrested, whatever you want to call it, in Russia for espionage. I don't even know if he was there reporting anything in particular or that he reported any classified documents. He was just a United States reporter in Russia that got arrested for espionage. We, America... You know, freedom of speech, freedom of the press are doing the exact same thing to Julian Assange. And Rashida Tlaib is actually on the side of trying to get him out and trying to get her Democratic, uh, her Democratic members, well, all members of Congress to do it with, to follow her with her, to follow her lead. Um, and Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, today called for the acquittal of Julian Assange. Now, I am not somebody who is gullible enough to believe that these two people who have filed ethics complaints against each other are going to sit down in a room and try to come up with some legislation. But I hope that somehow, some way, they can get past everything that they disagree about, everything that they argue about, everything that they fight about, and come together for a bipartisan issue with two members of vastly different, uh, vastly different ends of the spectrum. And they can come together and say, look, we need to get this done and get everybody in Congress to sign it. And with Julian Assange, it seems libertarians have been on this like from the get-go. He... This is a First Amendment violation. This is a freedom of the press violation. All he did, he did the exact same thing that uh, so many others have done that are in America. That uh, that the 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 Pentagon, like the Pentagon Papers and um, the Pentagon Papers. I can't believe I cannot think like I'm blanking on these right now because we talk about them all the time. Um, like the Pentagon Papers, Watergate, any major news story that had classified information in it that it, the reporter got from somewhere. Anytime this has happened, that person has never been charged with espionage. Julian Assange did it because it made the American government look so inept. It showed how badly they were lying to everybody out there about what they were doing in the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Marjorie Taylor Greene sees this for what it is. She may not be worried about what the American government's doing in the wars. Rashida Tlaib might be worried about what they're doing in the wars, but also she may not. But either way, they're both on the side of, we need to release this guy. This is a violation of the freedom of the press, which is fundamental here in the United States. And if you are going to arrest a journalist and send him to jail for up to 175 years, you are not supporting freedom of the press. Politics, uh, politics makes strange bedfellows. And, you know, if those two can find something that they agree on, 
There is not any two people in Congress that can't find something to agree on. There is no two people in the world that can't find something to agree on. So take that with like a little nugget of, hey, there's still hope because if those two can get together and be like, yes, we agree, anybody can find somebody to agree with somebody on. That is the episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you enjoy what is happening here at Muddied Waters Media, I ask you to do a couple of simple favors for us. Please, whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on, give us a five-star review. Also, leave a review. And the biggest way that you can help is by sharing this episode with your friends. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We will see you again very soon. And remember, where we're going... We don't need roads. <laughs>